Hello, and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Or, of course, welcome back. You know how we like to roll over here. Or, I do. Well, thanks for welcoming me back. It's been so long. You're welcome. <laughs> I know. It's been a whole week. Speaking of which, how you been? Yeah, living the dream, my friend. Living the dream. So this one, this is, I mean... I guess I'll jump in here, right? It's it's this is a weird time, I think, right? Which is why we're going to try to keep it light over here. Well, maybe we won't for the first part of this, but then then we'll get into the into the stuff. But yeah, you know, we've got we've got a few things going on over here in this country. Great, a little bit here, a little bit there, right? Uh, coming into the fall, so you know, encouraging COVID booster shots and whatnot for those with enough common sense to. Uh, Get a vaccine. Get uh, mm-hmm. You know, obviously flu shot season. That's that's a thing. Uh, should probably get around to. But you know, we're not going to get uh, we're not going to get into the uh, the old pricks and jabs. Well, we might get into the pricks, but we're not going to get into the jabs tonight necessarily. Well, uh, no, there's going to have to be some jabs. I mean, tis the season, right? So, well, indeed, yeah. <laughs> we're we're rapidly approaching a midterm election after a you know. A tumultuous uh, 2022 or 2020, I should say. Uh, yeah, you know, so so think people, about people, this. People right. were stealing votes left and right, and uh, you know it's all just a fraud and a farce. Um, I mean, this uh, is allegedly bizarre, right? anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. You know, almost zero evidence of voter fraud, but uh, you know our guy lost. So let's just whine and complain and make up these fake versions of reality. It's really quite terrifying because well it is <laughs> it needs well, I, no actually, explanation I, actually i was going to say for you know folks outside of the country maybe for some folks inside the country but actually the folks outside of the, this country are probably paying a lot of attention to this um but if you're not and you haven't yeah we get we got shit going on here which is why we're gonna we're gonna get to our topic tonight which has to do with shit um as a matter of fact because we're kind of funny that way um, but we did want to discuss and, and, you know, top line a few things. So tomorrow, right. We're recording on a Tuesday. It's a typical day. We'll either hit Mondays or Tuesdays coming on Thursdays. We won't know when this comes out on Thursday, what the J six, what is the final hearing regarding this previous election we had in this country. And it just seems like it was only a few months ago that this happened. But, yeah, it's been two years, I guess, right? Cause yeah, it's been a while to think that it's been nearly two years. Like, I can still picture exactly where I was watching all this shit go down. Um, just just wild. It was really wild. Um, I guess if it's any consolation, I was going through the headlines before we started recording, but... Um, the Statue of Liberty, her crown's open for the first time since the pandemic. So, you know, freedom, peace, democracy. Maybe it'll. It's got. It's got a. It's got a. This we got to sort this shit out in this country. Um, for sure. So, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. But yeah, the midterms. The midterms are a thing, and uh, the elections in America. Um, if you're sort of quasi pundits like we are over here um you follow stuff pretty detailed and it's uh they're complicated you got maps and precincts and jurisdictions and board of elections and 
phoning places and yeah. It's not, it's not as this, the sausage making is, not, is, is a lot more complex than I think people realize. So. Yeah, you're not wrong, right? Yeah, I mean, think about it. When we had, when we had the, the guest on here way back when, shoot, it was a couple of years ago, um, who worked for the Board of Election. I mean, we learned some things. Um, but then in, even behind those scenes and then the big machinery and then obviously the advertisement, I can't tell you how thrilled I am at the amount of mail I'm getting these days because, you know, I don't even know why this shit works, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just... <laughs> Daily, or, daily inundation with postcards from some of your closest friends. Oh, and the text messages, and the and the phone calls. It just you know. Oh yeah, yeah. The text messages have been uh, a little over the top. I'm like, how? What list did I accidentally get myself on? Yeah, and I mean, I I will hand it. I will say I received a few that were helpful. You know, reminding me that something's coming up and registering and you know, registering and yada, yada, yada. But the majority of them are just like the sky is falling spam. I'm just going to put them into that category. The sky is falling spam right there. Yep. So yeah, it's fun, but Halloween's coming up. Scanning that, headlines. That it is. Yeah. Which is um, probably my favorite holiday. I do enjoy I'm right there Halloween. Yeah, yeah it's, there's no pretense about it. It's just fucking get dressed up, have a good time, and go. You know. Yeah, and I'm covering this uh, national news here. Allie on um, pumpkin world champion, pumpkin pumpkin champion. So I guess. I don't know how, how many countries do this, but we have this obsession with bigger is better, whatever. But you know, this pumpkin, this pumpkin uh, weighed uh, two thousand five hundred and sixty pounds. That's and a rather was, uh, large pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. Not sure how they get pumpkins that size, but that's why I like Halloween. Halloween's just a fun, definitely a fun uh, holiday. You know. Until you get the sky is falling text messages about, you know, fentanyl lace this or <laughs> drugs or <laughs> handing out guns or in your neighborhood. What whatever whatever bullshit is going on in the in the yeah. I don't I, even know what to call that. As, as if the local yeah. local stoner down the street is gonna give away his hard earned drugs <clears throat> to little children. Like Yeah, no. Last I checked that shit's expensive. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, but so we, we, because we promised we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about shit, right? I mean, we thought that would be appropriate, you know, sort of lighten things up, you know, over here on the 14 questions. Yeah. So do you want to, you want to uh, take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about shit and other things? I mean, that sounds good to me. All right. Sit tight, folks. We'll be right back.
we're back. I'd do a quick break. You know, check out a few things. Yeah, it never hurts, you know. We had to, I knew I was going to spoil <laughs> what we're talking about, but I'm not even going to make the reference. It's, uh, you know. Yeah, well, it, 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 before, <laughs> before we do that, just because I was, because I was in my headlining, scanning mood, right? And we, we mentioned rainbow fentanyl, and that did, drugs in this country is a serious problem, and it, it's terrible. And they're trying to get their arms around a thing. Experts say not to worry during Halloween, but this came out of actually, interestingly enough, the uh, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency um, over here, the DA, as they're better known as, um, have been seeing some of this, uh, I guess, bright colored product come into this country, and um, you know they have their suspicions of why that's being done. Um, hopefully, you know it's sort of terrified some people. But I will say the reason I am making this reference, and I'm going to do this with some clarity, this was an article, actually it was an article, well, it was an article and a piece, a feature on Morning Edition on National Public um, Radio, um, but the article or the piece was written by uh, Brian Mann, and they reference um, Anne Milgram, of all people, um, who is the head of the DEA, I completely forgot that. Yeah, I mean, Moving and shaking over there. So for folks that don't recognize that name, um, I first became familiar with Ann Milgram because she was the co-host on the Cafe Insider with uh, Pre Barara. Um, fantastic podcast. She was a fantastic co-host. And, and now, you, you know, they have... Uh, Preet has Joyce Vance over there that I mean, love Joyce to death too. But if, if you want to get into, and that's why we don't touch a lot of political pugnetry in, in the law, because, you know, we we'll go to the experts when, when you go to the experts, but, um, yeah, she has a, she's had a fantastic career and, uh, for her to be referenced and this is a thing, but apparently according to some, it is not a, it's not a threat to Halloween this year. <laughs> so we'll yeah, see. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it, is there the occasional, wacko asshole that tries to poison children. Sure. Sure. But, you know, yeah. the drugs cost money. Like, people aren't, in general, going, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna spend a couple thousand dollars on some edibles and then hand them out to children. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And so the, the fear-mongering that, it, it seems like every Halloween season since I was a child, you know, go to the hospital, x-ray your candy, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a little yeah. bit over the top from time to time. So, you know, go out and have a good time. Yes. Be safe. Obviously, if the packaging looks like it's been tampered with, you know, throw it away. It's a it's a 10-cent piece of candy anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, chuck it. Yeah. You know, just chuck it. It is what it yeah. is. So. so, you know, more stuff in the news. Anyhow, we're talking about shit. Let's do a thing on shit real fast. We're talking about shit, huh? What, what well, shit are we talking we're, about? We're, ta we're talking about... We, we, I don't even know. How, you know why we arrived on this topic? Because of Halloween. Well, I mean, that and, the, and, that and basically the global pandemic. Yeah, it's a, it's a two-factor two approach. You know, the whole trick-or-treat. Right. That's what we do. Uh, we, we've talked right. about the treat, but not the trick. And whether that be throwing yeah. eggs at cars or houses, as some uh, 
toilet papering little, trees. Little hooligans do, yeah. Or toilet papering, you know, somebody's yard. And then in the middle of the pandemic, well, for there a while no there, paper. it was really difficult to get your hands on toilet paper. Of all the things. <laughs> I still can't wrap my head around it, to be honest. You know, I'm like coronavirus. I can't either. It's a respiratory infection, not like a digestive system. You know, if the norovirus was going around and people were uh, expelling from both ends, I could get a mad rush on toilet paper, but with a, you know, yeah, it, yeah, wildly infectious respiratory disease. Like, why? Why did why why did we run out of toilet paper of all things? And yet we did. Really, <laughs> you know? really. I still can't explain it. I, totally I don't think can't, anybody I can't wrap my head around it. I mean, you'd see people coming out of the grocery store with a cart full of toilet paper, like hundreds of rolls. And like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? The, the only thing I could think of is that those were people that were so terrified that they just intended on staying at home. Like, I mean, I'm, or, I'm, I'm or, coming out one time, well, I'm getting on. six months worth of shit. And you're never going to see me again kind of people. You know, like the the really brazenly crazy prepper types. Um, yeah, or the types that were running a thing, you know, freaking people out about toilet paper to do retail arbitrage and then sell it online for, you know, $100 a roll. Yeah, I mean, there was a fair I mean, deal of that stupid. going on, yeah. too, between toilet paper shit and masks. Yeah. yeah, just... yeah. It, I have I have all the supply and you have all the demand, so you're going to pay 500% over normal retail. Uh, and there was a fair amount of that, but it, it still, it, it blows my mind that it was enough to just wipe out the supply of toilet paper of all the dumb shit. Yeah, it's crazy. So, the history of this stuff, so, I, you know, we can get into this, we can touch on a thing, right? Um it, before toilet paper, people used it, it's. There's actually there's two websites I'm going to reference here. One one website is history of toilet paper. Just for folks, if you didn't know that was out there, that's out there on the interwebs. Um, and then actually the History Channel also has a has a reference on this. But I try to do this because you know sometimes there's some disagreement about a few things. But um, the first modern toilet paper that the reference on the history of toilet paper was in 1391, but it was for the um, Chinese emperor's family. I mean, that seems Just reasonable. No, reasonable, yeah. Living, but it living wasn't in until, the lap of luxury. <laughs> we're, not, we're not using leaves and sticks anymore. Yeah. But the, the fascinating thing was that... The, toilet paper we sort of i'll move further on but in this in this country um there was a guy thomas seymour and edward ivan and clarence wood scott began selling some kind of toilet paper in philadelphia in 1867 so you know and then the scott brothers founded scott paper i found this fascinating in 1879 they're attributed to um the perforation, but you know, putting that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like nice, nice, clean little squares, and instead of you know, because you'll you, you, you if you use a public restroom, 
you know, a lot of it times that shit out of me. <laughs> a lot of times that stuff's not perforated and these heathens yeah. just shred it. it. It's like a tiger yeah. got loose in there. And like, like what, what, what did you do? Like what, what was the need for such violence towards the toilet paper? Um, but you know, it'll be all over the floor, just shredded to ribbons. And you're like, like, you know, how many jalapenos did you eat with your breakfast? I just don't understand it. Yeah. Now, the, the part that kills, the part that gets me here though. Okay. So going back to, um, Joseph, uh, Gaetti created the first commercial package for toilet paper. Right. And he, 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 he printed his name on every sheet. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, that was a one of those instances of you didn't really think it through. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, so, I mean, I, it's, I like, mean, do, do you want to sure, be that guy? Do you my... be that guy? I mean, we we sell novelty yeah. toilet paper with people's faces printed on it, just so you know you can yeah. drag it across your anus, I guess, huh? in an act of rebellion. So yeah, to, yeah. to do it on purpose. Like it's it's truly a seemed like it was a good idea at the time moment and then and then wasn't and he probably had a warehouse full of this stuff when it dawned on him that oh man I'm I'm going to be the proverbial butt of the joke here. (laughs) So in 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 the Scott Paper Company, right? So in 1890, this is kind of fascinating. They created the first, and I'm hoping I'm quoting this right here. The first toilet paper sold in rolls. So that's kind of that's kind of fascinating, right? Like, so they were like, "Oh, we could put this thing on rolls, and then you know, you'd have a thing that you'd like the roll." Yeah, and you could just measure off however of, much you need, <laughs> depending yeah. on the moment you're having. Yeah, it's great. And then the roll brought us the great debate. You know, the feed it over the top or from the bottom. Um. And Where do you stand on disagree. that? I, over the top. 100%. Always over the top, folks. I'm glad you said that, Brandon. Yeah, because always. Always over I, the I top. Did, I, did, I had an aunt. She said that with such just absolute authority and passion. And she was sort of the aficionado of, of you know, things all post and, you know, proper. Yeah, no, it's 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 and, the uh, correct way. Nobody nobody wants to have to reach around and underneath behind the thing blindly. You know, it's, it's just over the top. And if you look at you know U.S. patent applications for various rolled toilet paper, well, the you know visual graphical depictions of said patent have it coming over the top. So you know, if the guy that invented it, like, let's honor the memory. <laughs> and do it the appropriate way, because yeah, it drives, well, I mean, I, just drives me nuts. Could you, Why would you do this? Could you, could you repackage it and be like, "Well, I'm the underroll, not the overroll." I mean, you could try, I guess, right? I mean, you could, yeah, but yeah. Why would you want to? Exactly. So what what I found fascinating about talking about this this topic is. You know, Googling around, doing my thing, and then, you know, ran across an article in The Atlantic. And let me get the uh, references here right. Uh, Maria Teresa Hart wrote an article. Let me see if I can get the actual date that this was written, if they were so kind. It is so. So March 18th, 2018. I'm sorry. Um, 
the bidet. So this is, and I'm actually, I'm read, I mean, I, I did a drive-by in the article. We were, you know, we were late and then trying to record a thing. And I was like, what about bidets? Because what I didn't see during the pandemic, it wasn't like people were like getting bidets installed in their house. It's like the bidet has never caught on over here. I think it's got this bidet toilet seat thing has gotten a little kitschier in the last few years. But this is commonplace in France and parts of Europe, you know. And yeah, for sure people that is. don't know what that is, and I, and um, I think they're catching. And there's on. I have some family members and, and friends now that have <clears throat> made the switch, and and they're <laughs> to pardon the pun, never looking back. Um, yeah, so. I mean, in, in you, you know, even the smallest, you know, bathrooms and in, in hotels and stuff, depending where you are in in certain parts of the parts of the world. I mean, I'm sort of thinking specifically to France and my travels. They make an accommodation for a bidet to be there. And this is what blew my mind, okay? So, yeah, I'm reading through, skimming this article, and the French, being the French, of course, I mean, they gave us the Statue of Liberty. It's like, but they never gave us a bidet, so it never caught on over here. I'm not sure what what went down with that. But this little thing was designed and, and used in the 1600s. So a couple of hundred years, people are so, you know, using leaves and whatever the hell they used before toilet paper. Yeah. And the French are like, well, I mean, I guess the Chinese were using toilet paper. But the French are like, oh, we, we just don't need this. We have the second step chamber pot. Um, which, looking at some of the depictions back in the day, uh, maybe a little... Sketchy. I mean, they were sort of this wooden furniture. I'm not sure if that's the best thing. Moderately less than hygienic, but, you know, ideally in in modern times, it it eliminates waste. Um, It's a cleaner clean. What's not to love? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we haven't massively adopted the bidet. I, I don't know, uh, consumption, waste, all the things that <laughs> we could be really good. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and it's the, it's kind of interesting, this article, it's kind of an interesting article to read through. The, the, the name itself is rooted in the French word for pony, um, which, you know, it sort of says helpfully hints, you know, straddling a thing, you know, to basically have <laughs> I mean, the, the, the quick bath. That, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, for folks, so there's two, there's two parts to this, right? There's the toilet and then there's the quick, quick bathtub, get out of there. Um, you know, but you know, it's also, it it references, I guess the pony or horseback riding because, you know, anybody that's ridden a horse, you know, maybe, maybe the bidet was kind of uh, nice after depending on, Yeah. Whatever I won't get into that, but anyhow, um, it does get it, it, there's and I love this like so like anything French right we have to talk about art because we talk about you know cultural issues and societies and art and stuff so I want to get this wrong but Louis Leopold Bion, um a French painter painted women sitting on a bidet and it was it was it, it's been compared to his sort of. I'm going to do something that's slightly racier than 
Degas bathtub portrait, so I'm not sure where we're going with that. But um, the references in there, this isn't my article. I didn't read it. I mean, I didn't write it. I'm reading it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fascinating to me. Yeah. And then they they got they ultimately got better too. You know, once they did plumbing, you didn't have to haul water in, and you know, you could actually have a a p- handle pump and. Yeah, they're fancy. But I don't understand why it hasn't, the, the, the boom hasn't caught on here. You know, just blows the mind. Blows the mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. It, you know, it just, it just makes sense. Oh, and certainly. I mean, I've seen them in a few hotels here, like the fancy, fancy hotels, yeah, if right? Yeah, you stay at a higher end um, place, you're like, ooh, look at this. Yeah. There's a bidet. There's a bidet. Yeah, how, how how fancy, how cultured, um, but yeah, there's still few and few and far between for sure. So they've taken a run at it a few times. This article references several com- companies. Um, there's 1964, the American Bidet Company took another run at you know marketing this thing um, with a combination. This is sort of what we're seeing now when you go online: a combination toilet seat with a with a spritzing function. Um, which I, I, I mean, I, I know people that have these and love them. It's and I, I'm just, they, they don't quite look like what I would, what I've used in Europe. If I'm going to buy one, I'm going to buy one, right? I mean, you know, and my parents used to joke, like, why did we never do a bidet? Why do we never do a bidet? But yeah, it's kind of, kind of funny. They've never caught on in this country or so, and not just this country. There's a few countries they haven't caught on to, but you know, this is certainly one of them. Yeah, good for the French. Yeah, they may Go be. France. They may be on to a thing. Mm-hmm. It's only taken a few, I don't know, hundred years. Yeah, we'll get there slowly but surely. But yeah. One bidet at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got anything else to add other than that? That title that we'll uh, use in the episode. <laughs> I'm voting, folks, listeners, I'm voting for one bidet at a time. Taking it bidet by bidet, bidet by bidet. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Somebody has a Joe Biden stutter, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It happens. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, Words of wisdom for folks. But but what more could you add? (laughs) It's going to be a heavy week, you know? It's going to be fun. Yeah, all the fun. All the fun. So, anyhow, that's why we thought we'd keep it light over here, you know, during these uh, times. I'm sure if, it, if, if if any of our listeners are like, you know, myself, it's, I'm, I'm following a lot of stuff. But then again, I'd, I'd like to dig under the surface. I'd like to know what's going on. A lot, of, a lot of people running for office, trying to get elected. So, it's exciting. Yes, it is. Make sure we're at an interesting crossroads. So it'll be interesting to see where things land. Yeah. So, folks, if you're if you're able to in this country, um, vote. Um, Early voting has started in a lot of places, and then, of course, uh, elections are upon us. Twenty-seven or so days away. So, you know, it's important. It's always important, yeah. but especially this year. They always say that, but I'm I'm actually being serious. But I'll leave it at I'll leave that. That's my advice to everybody: go vote, do a thing. 
So you got anything else to add? No, I think that, that about uh, covers it. All right. Want to leave it there? Yeah. Sounds good to me. Cool. Till next time. Until next time. Questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.